I get to stay up here. Okay, so Laura has mentioned that we do have a sign-up sheet if you'd like to be getting the updates that she writes and sends out every couple months, something like that. And um, in those letters, we just kind of give updates with what's going on with our ministry, updates with what's going on in our family, and um, it's sent out to a list of people, the people that have signed up for us, and kind of like those letters uh, is a little bit like Peter's letter here, and that it goes to general audience, a circular letter going to different churches in the area. Um, in his letters, it's more um, more of an encouragement, reminding them of the of who they are in Christ and and how they should be living. Um, we're not going to remind you of how you should be living necessarily in our prayer letters, but kind of a, a, they're partnering with him in the gospel. They're partners in the ministry and the tribulations and all that type of stuff. And so um, also with Peter's ministry, something that we kind of have in common is that his overall, our overall ministry in Mexico is to be an encouragement and a support to the Mexican church and our sent workers. And so with that, we are going to continue in the, the letter that Peter wrote to the, the exiled Christians and so if you will follow with me in chapter 1, verse 22. Now I have, I have posted up the, the scripture on the, on the wall here, but feel free to ignore it if you have it in your hands. I just have it because I'm using the NAS, New American Standard Version, and so some of it's arranged a little bit differently. The words, same message, just so you can follow along with what, I, with what I've been comfortable with using. Since you have, in obedience to the truth, purified your souls for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from the heart. For you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable. That is through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which was preached to you. So just another, another review, uh, I know that Pastor Bob's covered this, this passage very well, uh, but just a review of the audience, that these are believers that have been exiled, maybe they'd been exiled through the Babylonian exile many, many years ago, or still in these countries and these cities surrounding uh, Israel within the Roman Empire, and they've been experiencing some persecution for their faith, uh, much like we may be seeing in our country, we have been seeing some persecution for standing up for what's right, for standing up for what we believe in as believers in Christ. And, and so, so they've been suffering some loss. Maybe some have suffered uh, some financial loss. Um, others have suffered respect in their culture. And so just a, just a, a reminder of, of where, we're, where we're going, who we're talking to. He's trying to encourage them. He's trying to remind them of who they are and, and how they should be living within that kind of a culture. And so in this first verse here, in verse 22, uh, we see, he says, since you have an obedience to the truth. Now I wanted to focus a little bit on that, obedience to the truth. This is something that they have done. 
Okay, they have obeyed the truth. If you go back and you look in verse 2 of that chapter, he mentions it earlier in verse 2. He says, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. So, to obey Jesus. So, we were chosen. They were chosen beforehand by God to obey Jesus. What does it mean to obey Jesus? Okay, so we have obedience to the truth, obeying Jesus. This is something that has happened. In verse 14, it also says, as obedient children. They have been obedient, okay? So another, another thing is that this obedience, what is this obedience that he's talking about? Pastor Bob will cover this more later, but if you look ahead in chapter 2, Verses 7 and 8, we'll just read that. This precious value then is for those who believe, but for those who disbelieve, then he quotes an Old Testament passage, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And and to this doom they were also appointed. The disobedience to the word is equated with disbelief. So the obedience to Jesus, the obedience to the truth, the obedience to the word is the obedience to the gospel, the receiving the gospel, this belief, this faith, if you will. Now, the difference between faith and belief is, is there's not much difference. Faith would be more like belief that has been tested and been proven faithful. It's a, it's a faith in something that you cannot see, but you hold it to be true, and it's 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 withstood the test. And so this is our faith in Jesus. This is accepting the truth, accepting the gospel. The gospel is salvation, God's salvation. They've been looking for this salvation. And so our obedience, our belief, our faith and hope are in God's salvation. That is the gospel through the work of his son, Jesus. And the result, as we read on, it says, since you have an obedience to the truth, purified your souls. The result is that we have purification from our, for our, of our souls, purification from our sins. And he touched on that a little bit earlier with the sprinkling of the blood. Earlier in the chapter, it talks a little about with sprinkling of the blood. And the idea of sprinkling with the blood was something that was done when the temple was, was first built and, or the tabernacle and the priest's garments were first, were first made. They, they sprinkled the, the tabernacle, the, the holy things. They sprinkled the priest's garments. It was a a sanctification, a consecration, if you will, a purification, okay? And so the idea is that you have been sprinkled with Jesus' blood. You have been purified. Your souls have been purified through this belief, through this faith in Christ. And so the result of the faith is the purification of our souls. And then he goes on, and this this idea, these are very packed verses that they have with these ideas to understand what they are. He then says... Since you have an obedience to the truth, purify your souls for a sincere love of the brethren. Fervently love one another from the heart. Now, in, in my version, it just says the heart. In, in the, the Pew Bible, it says pure heart. There's manuscripts that say clean heart. The idea is that you've been purified. We have been purified through our faith in the gospel. It's, it's done. Your belief, your faith in God, you have received that gift of purification. Okay? You are pure, so in like love from a pure heart. You know, this is who you are. 
Okay, This is where you stand before God. You should be loving each other from a pure heart. And we can see a contrast of what a pure heart isn't. Later on, he gives a little bit of a contrast to what that is in verse 1 of chapter 2. He says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. So, the hypocrisy, the slander, the deceit, this is what we can do as we love each other. We can have that within our hearts. And he's saying, put that aside. Get rid of that. Love from a pure heart, a clean heart. Don't have these ulterior motives going on. Be real. Love each other from a, from a pure heart. And now at this point, he is specifically talking to them loving each other, loving these other believers, the brethren within the congregation here. But love is a very important thing we're seeing here, especially, uh, especially to Peter in this, in, this, in this chapter. And so what does love from a pure heart look like? Well, I have an example. Uh, we have a, a picture here of when we were commissioned by Brush Prairie in 2010. And we have these, these blankets that were given to our children with signatures on them from, from people within the, the pre-K department, different people that helped, just a way of saying, we love you, we're thinking about you. And they didn't have to do that. You guys didn't have to do that, any of you are in here that took part in that, but we really appreciated it, we really felt love. We knew that we were being loved from pure heart. This is just a little example that, that, that we've personally experienced. Maybe you can think of some examples where you've experienced or examples of way that maybe you could share that pure love. In, and then he goes on, so fervently love one another from the heart. Do it with all your heart. Fervently, uh, earnestly love one another. Put some effort into it. Really have a passion about how you're loving each other. Do it intentionally. And and so we go on to verse 23, he says, for you have been, okay, so why? Well, this isn't exactly why, but this is, this is, this is part of his, 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 uh, his argument here. For you have been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable. Okay, that is through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is grass. He, he, he quotes an Old Testament passage about just the futility the futility of humanity's flesh. This, this, this is not going to last, okay? Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're going to get new bodies, okay, right? For those who believe in Christ, this won't last, okay? But God's word endures forever. It's the living word. It will endure forever. Okay, this is, this is some, there's some really key words in here that he had mentioned previously. He did talk about born again earlier in this chapter. He did touch on that. He touched on the perishable versus the imperishable. Gold versus... Christ's blood, the, 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 the imperishable love. Um, he mentions living, the living, uh, living hope. He mentions earlier, enduring word of God. That's something new, but there's some real key concepts that he's mentioning here. It's the living word of God. It's the living truth. It's life-giving. God's word is life-giving. We are born again through God's word, okay? Um, everything in this life is going to perish, it's not going to last. Um, these believers are experiencing this. They're losing things while they're still here. Okay, a lot of us, we're just going to lose it when we go to the grave. We're going to lose the flesh. We're going to lose 
all of our riches that we've attained over time. Um, we may have a legacy that goes on, but we'll lose this, these material things. So these believers, they've been, you know, they're, they're exiled, okay? I, I can relate to that somewhat. They missed their home, you know? They missed their family, their friends. And now they've also been losing their neighbor's respect, honor, and probably material possessions as well at this point. So they've, they've lost a lot, and soon they may lose their lives because of the persecution that would be coming from Nero soon. And so this is where they're at. They can see they're probably trying to hold on to what they have left and probably envying those that have more than they do at this point. But he's saying don't be worrying about that. Okay, These people need hope. They need encouragement. They need hope that there's more to this life. They need to be reminded there is more. And so he's trying to give them that hope, and they need the encouragement to keep doing what's right. So he's going through this, and he's telling them at this point, he's saying he's giving a simple command, a command that was given by Jesus, love one another. Very simple. Very, very hard to do. But it's a command that Jesus gave. It's a, it's a, it's a recurring theme in this book, and it's a recurring theme throughout the entire Bible. Today we did communion. It's a reminder of what Christ did for us. All that Christ did came from a pure heart, came from the motivation of love towards us. It shows you how important love is to God. Okay. Does what we do in this life really even matter? Okay. Mention the futility of things. Okay, but this life does matter. And I have a picture here of uh, that's that's me and my pastor. And some of you know the context of this photo, but we won't talk about that. Uh, but you can see there, we're just enjoying each other's company. We're having a good time together. And our pastor and his wife, they've sacrificed a lot to be a part of the church that, that they're at, uh, a small, struggling church. Um, they've had to deal with a lot of sin. Um, they've needed encouragement from time to time. And, and us being there, we were, we were brought to the church through Pruitt and Linda, the couple that helped found the field. They were going there at the time, and we went with them before they left. They, they had gone home not too long ago from many years of service. And we were, we were at the church then and as well, and just trying to do whatever we could to be an encouragement to the, to the pastor and his wife. And that meant a lot. That means a lot to, to Lupe is his name, Guadalupe Flores, and his wife, Lola. And, uh, and so what we do does matter, okay? It, 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 I don't know if we weren't there. I'm sure that, you know, God would work things out. But, but God had used us to be able to help and, and to love in this, in this area. Um, what we do in this life reaches to the next. And... This is what Peter is really, this is why he's really focusing on love and, and the futility of our flesh is because in the end, love is what matters most. Love is the only thing through our actions and our words that's going to carry on through eternity. Everything else that we do, well, we're not going to see a whole lot of that when we pass away. So the most important thing he's saying, love each other, okay? Maybe forget everything else. Forget 
the, the, the money that you're trying to save up for, the money that you've lost, just focus on loving each other. You need to love one another, okay? Um, now, I want to focus a little bit, uh, I don't have much time left, but I want to focus a little bit on the word living. In John 14, 6, um, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, so just a repeating that God's word is life-giving. Um, we are born again through that word. And this is why we need to read God's word and pray and why he wants us to share his love with others. Because the life-giving from the word, from us reading his word every day, is going to encourage us. It's going to instill that new life in us. And, and we need that day-to-day being in a world that has reminded us of, well, this world can be ugly. We need that encouragement. It's very important that we stay connected to God's word. His word is alive, and it will change our hearts if we read it. And it will change other people's hearts if we share it. We need to not only receive that love, we need not only receive that life and share that life within the body, we need to share it with those outside. And that's one of the reasons why we do what we do, because we want to see missionaries going out. We're missionaries, but we're working in a culture where we're trying to see missionaries from that culture go out and reach the ends of the earth. And so, in the end, sharing that God's love with others is going to have that eternal effect. So I would encourage you in that way as well to be able to share that love. How can we share God's love in action? And here we have a photo of the short-term team that came from Brush Prairie Baptist Church. Uh, in the summer of 2014. And, uh, you know, they, they came and, and we had a VBS, a vacation Bible school. We worked alongside the church. Uh, it was a wonderful thing because it, it wasn't like Brush Prairie did all this ministry. It was side by side with the local church. I mean, they were, they were just as involved, if not more involved with the ministry than we were. And so I was really excited to see that happen. And it was a, it was, we thought it was a great trip, personally. We thought God did a, a wonderful work. There was a work team as well that did some stuff on the church. You can see in the background there, there's a Iglesia Bautista, that little artwork there. And that was, uh, that was done by one of our workers down there. And so we are just, uh, we're just really blessed to be able to have the team come. And it really blessed the church as well. And so thank you. Thank you for sending that team down. Thank you for being a part of that ministry. Uh, that love in action is a great illustration of just being, being involved in God's Word, being involved in sharing that love with others. And just to, to emphasize again, uh, in Peter's letter, he emphasizes again, so I'll emphasize this again. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, To reiterate this point, he says, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. So he's re-emphasizing here towards the end of his letter. Above all, everything else, love is what's going to matter most. So love each other. Love matters most. And... And recurring theme, I mentioned this in Jesus' ministry in the Bible, is love, love, love. Love matters most. No matter what your vocation is, uh, whether you're a missionary or a layman, how you live and love matters. 
And above all, love matters most. So this is the message that I have for you. And if you could join me in prayer, we'll go ahead and close it out for this, this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we, just, we thank you and we praise you for your salvation. We thank you that you have saved us from our, from our sins, Lord, that you have purified our souls, that you have allowed us uh, to be a part of your family. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to pay for our sins, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would just be with us, encourage us through your word. Lord, help us to love each other. Help us to, uh, to be bold and to share that love with those around us, God. And we just we want to thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.